Greetings, citizens of Earth. You are barking a happy tune with my pal Smurf of Smurf and the Magic Tones on 5280 Geek. Live from the Colorado Festival of Horror, Smurf here, and I i have to admit, I, I'm a little happy to have you on the show, Sherry Davies. Well, good. I'm happy to be Davis, here. Davis. Sherry Davis. <laughs> Davies or Davis? Davis. Davis. See, I, it's not a show unless I fuck your name up. <laughs> um, you, you laugh, but it is very true. And before we go any further, we, we have to address the elephant in the room, those boots. Yes. Those are spectacular. Are you really going to make me? Boots. Yes! Are you kidding? We're talking about spectacular boots. And look at this. Yeah, you thought I was kidding. Look at these. So what's the story on these? I just love boots. Okay. And I love, you know, like python and cheetah and, you know, things like that. You were a wrestler in a previous No. No? Okay. I'm just a Texan. Just... Yes, as soon as you join Texas, you get those pairs of right. boots. It's the whole Dallas Cowboy cheerleader look going today. Jerry Jones, <laughs> eat your fucking heart out. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Is this your first horror con, or do you do this no. a lot? No, I used I used to do these uh, more often before, okay. before COVID. You know, before. like like before the blip. Yeah, exactly. I used to do them uh, quite often. So. It's just been a while, and then, you know, life happens and took a little break, and um, coming back, and this is my first con I'm coming back to do. Well, welcome. I found out, I found out something. Yes, because we have the, mm -hmm. the, the crew of Blind. What's it like working with these maniacs? I mean, we just had them on, and I, I, were you killed inappropriately? No. Okay. I, I had to ask. <laughs> We're talking about racetracks down penises, so I mean, I, I don't know, know how Joe. you I don't know how Joe's you're out of control. Joe's out of control. Joe is out of control, <laughs> but I think you have to be a bit removed from the world to write horror. Let's let's face it. You think? Just a bit. Maybe just a bit outside. Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. It's fun. I'm not a writer. Well, I am a writer, but that's beside the point. <laughs> what was it like working on Blind? What's your character? What can you tell us? Oh, it was great. I mean, I... You know, one thing I can say about L.A., we were just talking about this, Sarah and I were like, you know, a lot of people living in L.A. and being in the in the horror community. Everybody kind of knows everybody. And there's a lot of drama. And I feel like you kind of discover who are really your friends and who aren't. And even though, right. like, I don't see Sarah and Joe and Jed and all of them all the time, I truly consider them friends. So even though cheers. <laughs> so even though we don't have like have to see each other and talk all the time and that kind of thing. I still feel like, you know, they're the kind of friends that will have your back, right. you know, kind of thing. So working on um, Blind, I only came in for a day. It was a small role. Um, a lot of things I do with Sarah, I'm a small role. She's the lead, but that's okay. It's fun. We have a good time. Um, but I just, I play a reporter. I kind of open up. Um, You're April O'Neil. April O'Neil. Oh, boy. Oh, yes, I know. Wait a minute. It took me a second. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Took me a second, wow. yes. Took me a second, yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. So I just, I opened up the film. I'm the reporter telling the story of Sarah French's character, basically. Oh, okay. So. Well, that's oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How many times have you been killed on screen? 
I don't even know. Oh. I am very seldomly the final girl. You know, like I have died a lot. Oh, you're like. I think I've done. You're the one hiding. I think when I was counting, I've done like 103 films when I was trying to count, and I think I've got 90 something on IMDb, and I, I've died in a big, big majority of them. Like for real, I've died a lot. So, do you enjoy doing the horror aspect, or what? What's the most appealing about it, or is there something you would rather do instead? Because I know what you, I know what the muggle job is, and we'll get to that. Because I think that's yeah, 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 absolutely yeah. admirable. I um. I love, you know, I love horror. I okay. really, and, and it's crazy, you know, I never, you know, I'm someone, I went to college, I, I've had several different professions in my life, and I came to acting later in life by total mistake, you know, complete accident. And, you know, I grew up with the 80s horror, you know, and, okay. and so I love all of those franchises, you know, that we had in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So for me, I knew I liked going and renting that VHS, you know, and watching, you know, all of the Nightmare on Elm Street and that Hellraiser and, you know, all of, you know, the films that we watched back then. Right. But I never could have imagined I would have kind of made a career in horror. I love drama. I love inspirational movies. I love a lot of different things. I've done some comedy as well. So I feel like as an actor, you know, I... I have I have great fans in horror, and I have great friends in horror, so I will always continue to do that as long as I'm able to do that and wanted in that area. But I definitely love drama. I love really intense roles that um, that evoke, and horror evokes emotion as well. But right. but you know those really deep deep emotions and those kind of things that make you really think, you know. So what was the one horror film in the '80s you watched that you like? If my parents find out about this, I get a whooping. Oh, I wouldn't get a whooping. I was a good girl. I was a daddy's girl. I would not get a whooping. I was a good girl. Okay. So I would not. Like they, you know, I they trusted me. So like I could watch whatever, you know, like my mom, who was much more conservative than my dad, my mom would even, you know, take me and let me get whatever I wanted. If it was R, it was okay, you know. It was never a big thing. Damn, but, but you know, cool. if there were boobs, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I was like so sour. I don't know. I was like so embarrassed. I think my parents were embarrassed too. Like that's, you know, that was. I mean, that's that half time. of the 80s was, slasher films. I know, but that's Murder just tits. Murder tits. I know, and and but that's how it was. Like if that came on the screen, I think they did this and I did this, and we we're like, oh my god, wait till the part's over. You know, like I mean. <laughs> I don't think that's, that's the part you're supposed to be covering your eyes at, but you know, hey. Well, you know. Different people. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I gotta, gotta recenter after that one. Um, that's spectacular. So, what is the favorite '80s horror film then? I mean, what what, what were your like? Hellraiser. Oh. Mm -hmm. Hellraiser is my all-time favorite. So, what do you think about them replacing Pinhead with a female lead now for for Hellraiser? Yeah, I, I'm okay with that. You know, I, I I like the idea of recreating some things and other things I don't. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I don't know. I've, I've found that I think the reason Hellraiser appeals to me, having grown up, you know, in, in Texas, very small town Texas, the Bible Belt, I think the play on anything with horror and religion really messes with me and that much more. And all that that so, Hellraiser focuses on. Right. So I feel like that's why maybe the Hellraiser is like the one that really gets me the most. So favorite Cenobite? I like Pinhead. I still okay. like Pinhead. Yeah, like he's, wrong with he's that. just fucking evil. I mean, 
Is it the voice or the head or just how he wa- or gives you the puzzle box and he's all here? You know? Yeah, he's just fucking creepy. Because I do like the one guy with the, the oh, yeah, yeah. Stevie Wonder glasses. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. <laughs> I don't know his name. You guys are laughing at me. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Chatterbox. 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 But Dean freaking knew it. Holy shit. <laughs> Wrong with me today. I need more wine. More wine. Hellraiser. <laughs> you what? Actually, Hellraiser, um, there were two films that, when I was growing up, that impacted me the most. The first one, of course, was Hellraiser. That first one with, you know, the, the bloody mattress, the the doorway, the, ch- yeah, the chick and the bandages. And then, oh my God, then she makes out with him. And I'm yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. It's disturbing. It's and disturbing. It is disturbing. What does that say about us? <laughs> and here we are. Yeah. Um, and then there's Serpent Under the Rainbow, oh. which that that film is just so well. Bill Pullman does an amazing job, and it's based on a true story. So that fucked me up for a bit. I'm like, mm. I don't remember that? Like I remember when that came out, but I don't remember the actual movie. So it, it was it was based on like real life zombies, and they were trying to find a way medically to use this powder that they used to create zombies mm. for the medical industry. And Bill Pullman was the doctor scientist that they sent Okay, I'm going to have to go back and, and watch And he that. got sucked into it, and it's all, he gets buried alive. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> can't do that. Yeah. Is there anything on set that you you draw the line? You're like, no, I can't I can't do this too much. Or you're like, that's, that's, a, that's too far from we me. We talked about this a little bit last night. We did. Like, that's why I wanted to bring it up. Like, I'm not, you know, against nudity personally for me. I, my, my whole thing about nudity is I want it to be a scene where it is very much like a part of the story. Right. So for me, I'm, I'm not one personally for gratuitous nudity. Okay. Nudity. I can blah, blah, blah. But. <laughs> no, too much. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying. So, and, and of course, you know, I've I've been offered more roles than I can count, and and I've either turned them down or they've altered the roles. You know, I mean, and I've played like I've played a prostitute several times, honestly, and like I've done some pretty hardcore scenes. But I honestly like I never ha- it's never shown like full nudity okay. or like straight on so like boobs. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Um, so for me personally, I think it just has to be really, really a part of, you know, what that character, that scene, part of that story, you know, for me. Is there a script out there or a franchise you want to be a part of that you're, you're knocking on the door? You're like, Hey, over here, yo, Texas girl here. I know. I was talking about this this morning with James Stoke. Oh, excellent. Yeah. I didn't even overhear this conversation. Yeah. So Yellowstone is like it for me it is absolutely i am i am like you know grew up in texas grew up on a ranch like right you know rode motorcycles and had horses and had to take care of character is such a yeah and i and and i almost worked crew on um 1883 and i was working on another film and so i didn't get to do that you know, I had to I'm make it so choice. heartbroken at the end of 1883. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I somebody ruined it for me. Oh, fuck I, them. I was pissed. Yeah, I was pissed. Can, can you write a death scene for that asshole? Yeah, Just yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> I was, but yeah, yellow. Stone. <laughs> The one guy that just spoiler and then yeah there you go yeah wait don't don't write that don't that's not my death scene I can't be that oh. guy oh shit all right fine but Yellowstone absolutely I think is like one of the 
I don't know if there's anything that's done it for me as much as Yellowstone. I Who's your favorite it, character? Kelly Raleigh's character, uh, Beth. I mean, by far dream freaking role. I mean, dream role. Just can't take my eyes off of her, her acting. And, and, you, and then you think she's got that English accent, you know, and then you see her... Oh, just and I, how she navigates a room. Oh, everything about it. I mean, Everybody's she, just she, like, if she is on camera, she owns the scene. Like it doesn't, it does not matter what it is. So, wow. So, we'll step into the Muggle world for a moment because I do want to mention <laughs> this because this is this is spectacular. Because what you're a nurse. Yes. You're like an RN. Yes. You're a badass. I'm and... tired badass. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So what's it like? I mean, you've been on the front line. You you were even telling us last night when we were drinking about running like COVID protocols during sets. What was that like? Uh, not fun. I mean, not fun at all. AC, you're you're the people? most loved. I do or this the most, a lot. Yeah, you're the most loved or the most hated on set, and it's a very very difficult position to be in. It really is because. It's great. I can tell you working on big budget sets, working as like a COVID compliance officer or for me, a COVID compliance supervisor. So I was working with Fox. I was working with Warner Brothers. I was like, because I've been a nurse for so long, I was a supervisor. I wasn't just one of the ones out on the floor. So for me, going from the level I was as a COVID compliance officer, as a nurse of a long time um, to indie film sets, that just needed me by title only. I come to find out people who I thought would respect my position and hired me for that, for my expertise, and then to be so disrespected was very, very disheartening. And it's happened more than once is the thing. And also, you know, because of, you know, on indie film sets, we don't, I don't have a whole team of COVID compliance officers, you know? So it's one of me to a ton of people. And then there's no way to run that the way it needs to be ran safely. So it's very challenging. And and it's very hard because, you know, people who know me as an actress, Sherry, or, you know, producer, and a few as director, Sherry, they, they only see me as that the nurse or the whatever. And it's so funny, like some of the people, you know, now we have the kind of like pay to play roles and some of those people don't know who I am and they come in and it's like, I'm so-and-so and and I'm here for this. And, you know, I'm an actor and I'm just like, okay, can you sign in and put this up your nose? And okay, go over here for 15 minutes when you're clear, I'll let you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's been very, I mean, this is to be very serious conversation. It's been, it's been very challenging for me. So now that the brakes have been let off, have you seen, like, everyone kind of breathe a, a, a little yeah. bit more sigh of relief? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of, you know, tension filled it's, out there? It still depends. I mean, it still depends on if it's a big budget set versus an indie set. Okay. And it depends on, you know, the producers and the director, what what kind of a tone they set for the film. And maybe the area you're filming in or how how, how closely knit you are. I mean... I feel like most people who take it seriously, we're, you know, we're just, we try to have a little more space maybe if we're not masking now and things like that, you know, but, um, there were a lot of bubble violators before COVID and I'm like, thank God. Cause yeah, God, you smell like anchovies. Just get out of, (laughs) it's like, get out of my face. Get out of of my face. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, nothing has been more challenging than actually going back to bedside nursing and working on a COVID unit in the peak of COVID. That was hard. I, I think I definitely have like some PTSD from that. I, I can only imagine. Yeah, Thank you for your, yeah. your diligence. Thank we you. appreciate that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to acknowledge that because I thought that was fantastic last night when we were <laughs> talking. Um, the other part of our conversation last night 
was you directing and like, because uh, I gave you my pitch last night. <laughs> I got a story, guys. But I, I find it fascinating that you're directing and you have all these amazing like stories on deck. Can you uh-huh. talk right. us through some of those? Or I mean, wh- yeah. how did you get into directing and doing all of that? I, I knew from day one I wanted to direct. Like, I knew from day one. Right. I totally fell into acting by mistake. Like I said, it was a complete fluke. And Well, I, I mean, with those it. boobs, boots, um, <laughs> I can understand how you could kind of slip right into that. I had to do once. I had to do once. Okay, I expected it. They're no, out just, there, you know. Once. I mean, they're out there. Well, we what were can talking I say? About it last night, so, you know, because there was that whole conversation with Angela. Mm-hmm. Yes. Slipped it in there too. See? Yeah. There's yeah. two. But no, um, yes, please. So walk as you always wanted to be a director. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in my, you know, professional life, I've always, almost always been like a supervisor management position. So, and I, you know, I came from a medical device and pharmaceutical background. Oh, that's, so I, and, that's more cutthroat than the yeah, and, film industry. And, Jesus. But, you know, they really geared us and they, I learned so much and like how to build teams and, and how to like, you know, be that positive voice for your team and how to speak, you know, so many things that right. I learned. So for me, I feel like, like producing and directing is pulling all of those pieces together and making them work. You know, kind of thing. So it's it's a lot of organization. But for me, I have the creative side to where like I read a script, I envision everything. Like I mean it's it's instant it's instant for me. Like I see, I picture what the character looks like. So I put a call out a couple of different times. I put some emails out or um some posts out about getting scripts and I have a little over two hundred scripts in my in my yeah, I have a lot of scripts and I've optioned a lot of them. So now we're at a point, they've all sat because I was about at the point I was going to start producing them and I was gathering funds and then COVID happened. So, yeah. And then, you know, that's kind of changed all of our Everything goes sideways. right? Right. So now at this point, you know, I'm, I'm getting back to, um, directing and I'm super excited because that's where I've wanted to be back for a while now and it just hasn't been able to happen. So, um, just, I'm kicking off just because I can kick it out quickly, a short film, but it's an, it's an anthology and it's basically, I have five short stories and this has been shelved for a while with a major, somewhere major that wanted female directors approached me to do this. And I already happened to have these scripts and they sent me scripts. Even they were like, no, these are way better. So I had these, you know, scripts sent to me and I tweaked them. And so what they are is each one is like a subgenre of horror. So like, I think I told you this, right? So like one is, one is vampire, but you don't know it's vampire because every story has a twist and every story. and, And it's just like, hair of the dog, the film I directed, you know, it's like that. Like I like something where you, you're watching it and you think you're getting it, but then suddenly there's a twist. There's something and you're like, Whoa, like I didn't see that coming or it's making you think like hair of the dog. I had so many people tell me they had to go back and watch it again to understand it. I actually liked that. I liked being a theater and, and watch something and have to think about it or, and want to go back and watch it again to see if I missed anything or missed any clues. Yeah, Cause I mean, that's where the problem with sci-fi right. these days, they're force feeding you and right. not letting you come to your own conclusions right. or, or circling back around. And what you explained and, um, pictured and painted for us last night, it really feels like Love, Sex, and Robots, yeah. which is yeah, yeah, yeah. such a great yeah. series on Netflix. Yeah. So to hear you talk about this and the passion that you had last night was... Yeah, I, I, get, I get really, really excited, you know, when I talk about... I just it. thought it was the amazing hat you had on last night. Oh, yeah, my hat. <laughs> 
No, I, but you know, each one is its own subgenre of horror. So like one is vampire, one is um, a demon, um, and, 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 you know, one is, I mean, there's just a different, each one, a ghost story, you know, possession, each one has its own. But the thing is the way they play out, you don't really know what direction it's going or right. it's the least likely person who ends up being the vampire or the, or the demon or, you know, whatever. So and, very, very and, tales and from the dark side. Right. They're when very, we were talking about Rod Serling last night. Right. They're yeah. very um, kind of, like I said, I used to do the, the tales from the crypt, Bud Light Girl, and I used to carry the little dude around with me. And it was so much fun. But I loved tales from the crypt and I loved Twilight Zone. And I loved having those short stories that could just like suck you into the story and then you're done, yeah. you know. And But it was like intense and and. Well, and you never knew when you, because all of Rod Serling's writings, you never knew what you were going to get. Right. I mean, uh, the the utopia, mm -hmm. the the people in the the fishbowl world where, you know, all the, the world is overpopulated and they're all pressed up against the glass or I mean there's so many good right. things. Right. And you never knew what Rod was going to bring. And I loved that element. Yeah. And I think we've gotten away from it for And that's the kind of thing I like. And right. that's that's you know how certain directors are kind of known for you know certain this is the direction they go, you know, with right. their work. Well so you know a Tarantino really, film like right. five so minutes. I in. really, really, really hope that at some point it will be like yeah, that's a Sherry Davis film. Like, that's the kind of stuff she would do because that is my plan. That is okay. my thing. The suspense, the twist, um, always a twist. Every single thing I have rewritten has a twist to it. So, um, have you seen Nope yet? I have not. Because I love Peel. Um, I think what he's doing for horror and, and and the industry in general is spectacular. Is there any director out there that you're looking at and like I want I want I want to surpass that. I want to I want to bring a better game than that. I don't know. I don't know. Like okay. like I mean I I really like I look at female directors like one of my biggest inspirations is Jen Lynch, you know. Um yeah. and she's the one that pushed me to direct. Like I met her on my birthday at TFW one year and she was just had me in the corner and she was like, you've got to do this, you know, and That's she's, nice and she's, and she's like messaged that. me and, and she's followed me. And, you know, my ex worked um, the one of the episodes she directed on American Horror Story. And, you know, she's just like, tell Sherry this and tell Sherry that. And, you know, she actually watched my film, you know, and I was like, holy crap, you know. Um, so um, Vera Farmiga is someone I absolutely love mm -hmm. as an actress, as a producer, as a director. Like, I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. Like, Bates Motel. So good. I mean, she, by far, one of my favorites. So Absolutely. those are those are two, like, female filmmakers that just totally do it for me. Okay. <laughs> no, and they should. I mean, they, the, the Bates Motel was so underrated, but such, so good. such a huge impact. Yeah. Oh, my so God. Good. Watching that all the way through. Um, favorite season of American Horror Story? Oh, I hear a chuckle over there. I like the coven. I like the coven. The coven? The coven was crazy. I like the coven because I, I totally dig the music. Yes. Like, you, all the Stevie Nicks. Like, I mean... The 80s stuff. What do you, what, you're giggling, so they're... We have a director that we know that loves uh, Hotel. Hotel? Oh, yeah, okay. Hotel. Hotel? Lady Gaga completely yeah, she, surprised yeah, me. Oh, my blew me God. Away. Hit yeah. the cheap seats with that freaking performance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Hotel is 
is intense. It's really intense. I mean, the whole sub-basement area yeah. and all that? Yeah, it's really intense. But I, the coven, just like I said, I think I, I'm, so, I'm so into music. I feel like, I don't know, the coven really did it for me. It well, was the one. Yes, because I like that because, I mean, how James Gunn introduces a lot of music into mm-hmm. his films yes. or to have even Stranger Things. Yes. Um, to have that interjected in there. Um, best soundtrack out there that you'd be like, I need this? Ooh. Stranger Things one is good. Yeah. I mean, it's really, ugh, that's a good one. I don't know. I, you I, don't have to have, there's I no like, right answer, because, really. Because I, what I love, I'm such an 80s music, like, okay. I, it doesn't matter there's if it's rock, nothing wrong with the 80s. rock, Let's just pop, put that down right now. country, anything 80s, I'm a total, like, 80s person. Um, so I love that a lot of films are bringing back so much of that 80s music now, you know? The so. Forgotten, the Forgotten B-Sides. So, yeah. Because yeah, we were talking about Blake Shelton. And, and um, Miranda and Gwen and, last yeah. night, yeah. Because Gwen's spectacular. I've met Gwen. Mingo's not far from me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How do people follow you? What do you got coming up? What do we need to be on the lookout for you? Okay, so what I have coming up is I am about to direct one of the shorts for the anthology called okay. The Next. I'm putting this out there. and I, I <laughs> Just kill me. Just put me in a scene. Chop me into small little pieces. Even if it's like Stephen King night shift style, just throw me into a wood chipper. I don't give a shit. And I'm just kidding. So anyway, continue. What do you you got coming? So um, I'm directing the next. And I'm basically, I'm trying to get all the short films done. But I have two features I'm hoping to get directed by the end of next year. Oh, wow. Um, That's ambitious. Yeah. But, you know, I started on funding ahead of time, too. Okay. So um, I've been working on funding for a while. So, um, yeah, so one of them is a Western, which I'm dying, dying, dying to do. It is nothing to do it's with a, it's, at it's all. It's a failed art out there. It's, it is, it's, yeah. And, and, there's you know, a market for it, though, as Yellowstone. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's brought a lot of that back, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, and the thing about, you know, originally being from Texas is I have so many locations because, you know, shooting in Texas is completely different than shooting in California. Very you don't have to have all the permits, you know, you, you don't just have show to, up in an empty field. You, no you literally, you. yeah, you literally can just go knock on someone's door and say, Hey, I'm going to do this. And, and they'll be like, yeah, go right ahead. They you know, I mean, lemonade. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? It's They're just like, so hey, look diff- thirsty. It's so different. You know, as long as you're not going to tear anything up and yeah. if you do just as long as you fix it just fill you know? all when you so, make it that's okay yeah and i think you know um i've been back in texas for about eight months now and you know i, I it's opened my eyes back up to the things i knew originally which is i do have access to so many great locations right so now i'm like I'll go somewhere and I'll be like, oh, my God, that reminds me of this script. I have to pull that script up. This is where we can shoot that. Oh, nice. You know, so you're and already, so, like, yeah. forming the catalog. Oh, yeah. I oh, like big time, big right. time. So, um, and then I have things I'm acting in. I have a feature um, that I'm teaming up with um, another director I worked with before, and he contacted me, and he said, I'm writing one specifically for you to play the lead again. Because uh-huh. I haven't played a lead in a while. Like, in a while. Just been and, a victim. And I started out playing leads quite often. So, um, so yeah, and it, it's it's something, you know, along the lines of, like, Snake with a Human Tail, the little film I was going to ask about you about that, because it's playing that you I guys, really it's watch playing that. here again. Yeah, it's like, it keeps, it goes away, and then somebody wants to play it back up because someone finds out about it because it's so disturbing. Hey, 
more, more so, people. Yeah. So, um, so it's another kind of role that is going to, I feel like it's pretty messed up. You know, okay. it's one of those, like, uh, some people wouldn't want to play that kind of role. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's the kind of role that's going to piss. It's a little dark. It's going to piss gonna some, gonna people, piss some off. people off. It's going to piss some people off. You know, it does. I mean, he wrote it specifically dealing with Texas politics and things like that. So the opening scene, I start out seeing some pretty messed up things, you know, so. Okay. So my uh, my preacher daddy's gonna love that. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll just light an extra candle. It'll be fun. Um, where are you on the Instagrams, the interwebs, okay, so the Facebooks? I'm... How do we follow you? Okay, super super easy. It's Sherry Davis on Instagram. Sherry is one R and an I. S H E R I. There you go. Davis. So you gotta throw in the text. Yeah, Sherry Davis on Instagram. Um, the Sherry Davis on Twitter. And actress Sherry Davis on Facebook. So everything's my name. It's easy. Wow. Easy. Easy. Easy peasy. (laughs) All right. Any final words, any thoughts you want to put out there before we we, we wrap up for this afternoon? Thank you for coming to the Festival of Florence. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. I'm excited to see you guys. We're going to have a lot of All in action tonight. Yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be one hell of a party. It is. It is. And on that bombshell, we shall say goodbye. Run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind. Good night.